I think it's Pandora's Lunchbox next, yeah? I think so. Hold on. I think it's coming up. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's that? Hand off his box, the box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture and things happening around town. And I just want to start things off by remembering good old Casey Kasem, you know, a fellow who inspired me in many ways in my nerdy childhood, a nerdy childhood that still continues to this day. So, Casey Kasem passed away on Sunday. I used to write down all those chart numbers, 40, 39, 38, 37, and so on. I used to go walking with my friend Randy and recite them all the way from number 40 to number 1. I could memorize all that stuff because it's all very, very important information, you know, from Casey Kasem's American Top 40. And I should mention on the way here to WCBN, which is also WCBN.org, you know, uh, I saw a red truck... There's a woman in a pink dress at a red truck with a red or pink carnation or perhaps a pink rose in the back. And painted on the red truck were the words, Aliens exist, UFOs are real. And why am I mentioning this? I'm not sure. But, you know, Casey Kasem, I wonder where he is right now. That's what I'm wondering because I'm not sure if I'm an agnostic or not, but... You know, Casey Kasem always had that slogan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. So maybe he's up in the stars right now. This reminds me of Manos of WCBN, who does the Mighty Fine Short Stack show on Thursday mornings. He was mentioning this morning that Casey Kasem, having died on Sunday, the next day he got a fortune cookie that said, keep your feet on the ground, even though friends flatter you. So... So many connections here, but Casey Kasem, he was somebody who, some of the accounts I've been reading lately said that he wasn't really into music or really into rock and roll so much, just really into doing the show and wanted to be an actor. But sometimes he could get really excited about a song, especially when it's about food. I think we understand that, don't we? This song has some very important messages for Ann Arborites and Ypsilantians. And maybe I'd like you to write all these things down and live your life by this song. Shall we go back to, let's see, this is stamped uh, February 14th, 1976 is the stamp on this. Casey, shall we? Here we go. You know, three hours once a week with American Top 40, and you know where your favorite songs are in the national music scene. And here's a tune that has become one of my favorite songs of the year. Larry Gross at number 29, second week on the chart with Junk Food Junkie. You know I love that organic cooking. I always ask for more. And they call me Mr. Natural on down to the health food store. I only eat good sea salt, white sugar, don't touch my lips. And my friends is always begging me to take them on macrobiotic trips. Yes, they are. All but night, I take out my strong box that I keep under lock and key. And I take it off to my closet where nobody else can see. I open that door so slowly, take a peek up north and south. Then I pull out a hostess Twinkie and I pop it in my mouth. 
Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. Well, at lunchtime you can always find me at the Whole Earth Vitamin Bar, just sucking on my plain white yogurt from my hand-thrown pottery jar. And sipping a little hand-pressed cider with a carrot stick for dessert. And wiping my face in a natural way on the sleeve of my peasant shirt. Oh, yeah. Ah, but when that clock strikes midnight and I'm all by myself, I work at combination on my secret hideaway shelf. And I pull out some Fritos corn chips, Dr. Pepper, and an old moon pie. Then I sit back in glorious expectation of a genuine junk food high. Then I Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be, oh, but at night I'm a junk food junkie, good Lord, have pity on me, all right. My friends down at the commune, they think I'm pretty neat, oh, I don't know nothing about arts and crafts, but I give them all something to eat. I'm a friend to old Yule Gibbons, and I only eat homegrown spice. I got a John Keats autographed Grecian urn filled up with my brown rice, yes I do. Oh, folks, but lately I have been spotted with a Big Mac on my breath. Stumbling into a Colonel Sanders with a face as white as death. I'm afraid someday they'll find me just stretched out on my bed with a handful of Pringles potato chips and a ding-dong by my head. In the daytime, I'm Mr. Nasser, just as healthy as I can be. But at night, I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. Yeah, in the daytime, I'm Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night, I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. That was Larry Gross and Junk Food Junkie at number 29. At number 28 on American Top 40 this week, here's Foghat from England and Slow Ride. These guys are from England. We're going to go out of that right now, but uh, if that was a song about slow food, perhaps we would continue on. But thank you, Casey Kasem, for everything. Thank you for Junk Food Junkie. Larry Gross was the guy who did that song. A delightful song, i got to say. But the audience sounds a little hyperactive, maybe even like uh, a larger audience uh, grafted onto a smaller audience record, maybe. In fact, Larry Gross admitted that he had sweetened the audience sound a bit. I don't know whether that was natural sweetener or whether it was corn syrup, but there you go. So there you go. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Now, speaking of uh, entertainment and cinema, and I'm not gonna, sure if this is going to be a great connection, but let's try it. Speaking of Robert Altman... There you go. Another guy with a name who's American. This is an interesting thing happening in Chicago on Monday, and it also has to do with food. Some say Casey Kasem perhaps might be a little corny sometimes, but it's a food show, so there you go, and it's a good thing. But now there's a Robert Altman film, which apparently he never wanted you to see, according to the ChicagoReader.com. says here, Robert Altman wanted Corn's a Poppin' to be forgotten. And it was until a crew of movie lovers set about restoring the 1955 musical comedy. It says here he was one of the greatest filmmakers America ever produced, a true maverick with a panoramic vision of the United States and sharp insights into the national character. His first big success was the anti-war comedy MASH, 
There was also Brewster McLeod, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, Nashville, The Player, Gosford Park, and uh, Shortcuts, and Kansas City. And But interviewers always found Altman reluctant to talk about the movies he directed before M.A.S.H., and he had even less to say about his screenplay for Corn's a Poppin' from 1955. It was a low-budget musical comedy shot in his native Kansas City, Missouri. Altman's biographer, Patrick McGillan, McGilligan, calls it one of the worst movies ever made, and most books about Altman don't even mention it. But that hasn't stopped the Northwest Chicago Film Society from carrying out a meticulous restoration of Corns of Poppin' that will receive its Chicago premiere this coming Monday at the Music Box in Chicago. Yes, indeed. It's all very exciting, isn't it? The movie's not only a notable piece of juvenilia, says the founders of the group that did this, from a legendary filmmaker, but a crackpot gem in its own right. Let's just test that, shall we? Let's let's test, uh, put the crackpot gem on the uh, destabilizer and find out just what's in here. Uh, this is the Corns of Poppin' trailer. You ready for this? I don't know if I am, but let's uh, give it a whirl. Oh, you know what? That's an advertisement. Hold on. Let's get out of there for just a second. Radio is excitement. Here we go. Horns are popping. Any moment now. Here it comes out of the popper. Smells good. It's warm. And uh, here we go. I 
ouch, that corn popped right off the table there. Well, there you go. Corn's a poppin' from Robert Altman. Wouldn't you want to go see that in a film class? I know that I would. Now, some other exciting news going on. This actually happening in Ann Arbor. And what's happening is that the Ann Arbor Skate Park, which has been going on in terms of preparation and planning and building for a really, really long time, is actually happening. The Ann Arbor Skate Park grand opening is this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Veterans Memorial Park in Ann Arbor. There will be an official ribbon-cutting ceremony. There will be a pro-skating demo, pro-skateboarding demo, thank you, with Tony Hawk, Andy McDonald, and many, many others. Skateboarding contests, beginner skate lessons, live music, DJs, spinning, a vendor's area, and other cool things and stuff. The website for the Ann Arbor Skate Park is a2skatepark.org. And while we're on the subject, let's talk about skate and how delicious it is in some recipes. Yes, this, I think, is directly connected to the skate park. I don't know if they're going to have a pool where skates can live, but did you know, according to Food & Wine, Skate is a longtime French favorite, becoming increasingly popular with American cooks as they discover just how moist, succulent, and flavorful the fish is. Ours says here is a classic French preparation poached with herbs and sauced with a combination of pungent capers, vinegar, and mellow browned butter. Boiled potatoes are the classic accompaniment. This is on the website Food and Wine Inspiration Served Daily, where you can find out a recipe on how to make skate or... Just go to the Ann Arbor Skate Park opening event this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's your choice. Now, I think we need to hear some music, don't we? I think we need to hear some, uh, perhaps we can hear some music from the World Cup. It's all very exciting. The World Cup is so exciting that they created a musical instrument for it and immediately banned the instrument because they decided that the instrument could become a projectile. This is how exciting the World Cup is, but even more exciting, this entry here from the English team versus the Italian team. This is the musical World Cup uh, competition category. goes a little something like this. This is uh, Peter Sellers and uh, Sophia Loren. I met a down in Napoli and didn't she look great? And so I brought her back to Blighty just to show me mates. And though we're married happily, I'll tell you furthermore, I haven't had a decent meal since 1944. Eat your minestrone, Joe. That's all you ever say. Eat your macaroni, Joe. Every blinking time. No wonder you're so bony, Joe, and skinny as a rake. Well, then give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used to make. Bangers and mash. Minestrone. Bangers and mash. Macaroni. Give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used to make. Eat your tagliatelle, Joe. That's all I've heard for years. Eat your vermicelli, Joe. It's coming out me ears. You've got to fill your belly, Joe. Joe, for heaven's sake. Well, then give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used well, to make. Right. Bangers and mash. Tagliatelle. The bangers and mash. A vermicelli. Then give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used to make. 1943 Allied forces land in Italy. There's a smashing looking bird over there, but I think she's showing up there. Well, why don't you chat her up then? Right. Won't go now, Signorina there. Here, are you married? But up a bed. There you are. Can't have a fair answer than that, can you? 
I met him back in Italy, so dashing and good-looking. He won me and he dined me every night. He said I smiled so prettily and how we loved my cooking. But since he's married me, Eat your tagliatelle sauce. That's all you ever say. Eat your vermicelli sauce. Every blooming day. You've got to feel your belly soft, soft for heaven's sake. When they give us a bash at the bangers and mash, your mother used to make. Bangers and the mash. Minestrone. Bangers and the mash. Macaroni. Give me a bash with the banger and the mash. <laughs> What's the same one that your mother was? What are you laughing at now? Nothing. Listen, please. Joe. Yes. Why don't you belt up, or I'll give you a punch up a throat? Now she's a tells me. Ha! Mamma mia. Mamma mia, it's English. That is Peter Sellers and Sophia Loren in Bangers and Mash, which is translated into the American as, uh, I believe, sausage and mashed potatoes, something like that. There's a beautiful plate out there talking about Iowa's golden, Iowa? No, I think it's uh, Idaho's golden potatoes, and it's actually on a license plate. So I don't know if the license plate is made from potatoes or from soy, but that's another issue entirely. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Arwolf will be here with Face the Music very soon at 7 o'clock, in fact. More wonderful music of Fats Waller. All summer, music of Fats Waller, and later on, I believe, music inspired by the wonderful Fats Waller. On Face the Music at 7 with Arwolf, on this here WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, also WCBN.org. Another event going on in Ann Arbor, in fact, starting today, is the Ann Arbor Book Festival. And tonight there are events including at uh, Nicola's Books. There's going to be an event featuring several authors at Seva Restaurant at 8 p.m., uh, now at the Westgate Shopping Center also where Nicola's Books is. Several authors, including John Knott, Peter Ho Davies, and Darcy Hanna, and the Quarter Bistro and Tavern at 9 p.m., also at the Westgate Shopping Center, uh, Michael Byers, Sharon Pomerantz, and Andy Mozina. This is part of the three-day event, just beginning tonight, the Ann Arbor Book Festival. Now, on Friday, several events, all of them, actually, I think these may all be book crawls. Book crawls. You know, we got your bar crawls, we got your pub crawls, and these are book crawls. I don't know whether it's better for your knees to strap the books to your knees so it's easier on your knees, but I'm just speculating right now. Tomorrow, there are going to be events at the Bills at the Bills of the Beer Garden, Bills Beer Garden, the Vault of Midnight, Crazy Wisdom Bookstore and Tea Room, and Bobble Market on Washington Street. And on Saturday, the book event. The Ann Arbor Book Festival continues at Aunt Agatha's. Oh, Karen Dion is going to be at Aunt Agatha's at 2 o'clock on Saturday with cake. Not the band, but actual cake with a lowercase c, like food cake. Also an event with featuring Laron Williams at the Blue Nile, other events at the Blue Tractor, the Literati Bookstore, and Adventura and Ending at the Arbor Brewing Company. All these events in the Ann Arbor Book Festival available to read yourself like a book, only digitally at aabookfestival.org. None of these people will be stopping at this fictional place, however, this being the Barley Fool, as described by the Great Lakesmith Society of Ann Arbor.
I know you're drinking down at the barley fool Oh, the wind blew in through my window and spoke of you We spoke of heartache, whiskey and grenadine I drink the Great Lakes dry, man, but I can't keep up with the queen Thank you, Great Lakes Myth Society. One of the finest fictional venues around, really, the Barley Fool. It's right up there with Smokey Joe's Cafe, I believe. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. So many things going on. The opening of the skate park, the Ann Arbor Skate Park, the Ann Arbor Book Fest, and some news from around the world. For instance, the Supreme Court says juice maker Palm Wonderful can bring false advertising claims against Coca-Cola over a competing juice product. The justices ruled earlier this month that allowing Palm's lawsuit to go forward under federal trademark laws does not interfere with government regulation of food labels. Getting to the point here, Palm looks like another word entirely. Palm alleges the label on a pomegranate blueberry beverage offered by Coke's Minute Maid unit is misleading because 99% of the drink consists of apple and grape juice, neither pomegranate nor blueberry, on the pomegranate blueberry beverage. Coke claimed the lawsuit should be thrown out because the label complies with FDA regulations. Lower courts had ruled in favor of Coke, 
But the Supreme Court reversed, finding that the juice label may technically comply with FDA rules, but still be misleading to consumers for different reasons, such as the fact that it says pomegranate blueberry and it's 99% apple and grape juice. Meanwhile, some of the largest brewers in the U.S. are trying to reduce their water-to-beer ratio. More beer in the beer? As drought and wildfire threaten the watersheds where they draw billions of gallons every year. No independent group tracks beer makers' water usage, but Miller Coors and Anheuser-Busch both say they have made reductions. Miller Coors released a sustainability report earlier this month that shows it has cut its water use by 9.2% from 2012. Miller Coors is focusing its water-saving effort in Texas, California, and Colorado. It involves changing irrigation techniques used by its hops and barley farmers. Barley, like Queen of the Barley Fool. Hmm, coincidental. The Chicago-based company's sustainability chief, Kim Marotta, says Miller Coors realized in 2008 that three of its eight breweries relied on water in the three states where supplies were already stretched. And now they got fire, wildfire, so it's a scary thing. But being a sustainability chief sounds like something worth a merit badge for sure. And one last piece of news from earlier this month. I need to actually follow up on this. A stage curtain believed to be the biggest Pablo Picasso painting in the U.S., is moving to a New York museum after a dispute over whether it could stay in its longtime spot in the storied Four Seasons restaurant. The head of the nonprofit group that owns the 1919 work said earlier this month it's being donated to the New York Historical Society. The 19-foot by 20-foot curtain called Le Tricorn, I apologize if that's incorrect, has been at the Four Seasons since 1959. The restaurant's landlord recently said the curtain had to be removed for repairs to the wall behind it. The painting's owner, the Landmarks Conservancy, sued the landlord, seeking to stop the move. The new agreement resolves the lawsuit. A stage curtain believed to be the biggest Pablo Picasso Picasso painting in the U.S. in a restaurant. Why? Because restaurants are very beautiful things. Yes. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for allowing that to happen and for listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And thank you for continuing to do so because at 7 o'clock, face the music next with Arwolf and beautiful music of Fats Waller. Also, simultaneously at WCBN.org. Check out the Ann Arbor Book Festival, the Ann Arbor Skate Park opening, and just look around for things to happen on the sidewalk with your friends. Just, Just keep it going. Let's end with a beautiful song by Julia Lee, perhaps that could be sung at the end of the book crawl of the Ann Arbor Book Festival. Last Call for Alcohol. This beautiful tune by Julia Lee from her album Tonight's the Night, also including the beautiful song All This Beef and Big Ripe Tomatoes. But we've already had dinner, at least according to this song, and now it's last call for alcohol. Al- 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 As you can see, I'm ready to have that last call. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Julia Lee, take it. Drink up, drink up, then order again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The minutes fly by. Eight, nine, ten, that old clock's ticking. About time to say goodnight.
This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. Immaculate Ease, WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. It's about 7 o'clock. Thanks, Mike. That was very pleasant. I'm happy to say that on my way here from a, a late shift at the U of M, I managed to prepare for an hour of Fats Waller's music by consuming a, a beautiful, uh, just gorgeous, deep dish uh, slice of spinach pizza. It was incredible. Chicago style. Just about a block away from here. Just really extraordinary. And because of that, as tired as I am, I feel very able to dish this out. So let's get going with it. Face the music dedicated to the Fats Waller legacy every Thursday for the rest of the summer. The legacy meaning that we're going through what I think are all of his best recordings, and then we'll get into some parallel artistry. People uh, interpreting his compositions and also playing music that's his kind of music. And he lived a little longer, maybe he would have got around to recording some of those songs. But that's, uh, that's come later. Right now, we're in the midst of his career. And let's see. You might, if you cast your minds back, recall that I think it was in April, I did numerous programs where all of the songs were either um, had titles that were questions or they had lyrics. Uh, the lyricist was just pummeling you with inquiries all the way through the song. Questionable content. Remember that thing? Well, tonight it's, um, I've, been, I've been saving up all of the Fats Waller or most of the Fats Waller question tunes. So tonight it's Fats, Wa- Fats Waller questionable content. 
And the cool thing about this is it's a, a pretty nice dipstick of, of most of his brief career, beginning in 1929, although we will dip back as early as 1924, near the beginning. This is a piano solo recorded in 1929. It is the second take of the pop tune, which he was very fond of, apparently, because he recorded quite a number of versions of it. Baby.